Welcome to Stokes County Boys, a podcast in which two friends discuss a place and things that made them who they are and who they are not. As always, I'm yeah, as always, you're joined by me, Philip, and my good friend Patrick. How's it going? It's going. How are you? I was getting ahead of myself a little bit there, but I'm doing all right. All right. All right. Hey, gotta say, we are in person. This is our first in person recording in quite some time. Because we're getting back into the thick of things, right? That is correct. Yeah, it's fun. We're at PJ's house. We're fighting for space with the dog here. But Hey, Philip, something uh, a little sad to throw out there. Notice there's no birds uh, chirping in the background That's right now. That's true. That's true. You want to talk a little bit about that? Uh, not really, but I will. Uh, no, Anna died. Uh, my, my bird, Anastasia, passed away uh, fairly recently. You know, yeah. it's been about a month, month and a half now. But, you know, when when I listen back to some of our earlier episodes, you can hear her chirping in, chiming in on Zoom. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, she was old. So, I mean, it was – that bird lasted a lot longer than uh, I think anybody really expected. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of sad. I mean, I, I'm going through the routine in the morning where, you know, I come downstairs, I turn the alarm off, and I, I go to, like, uncover her cage. But her cage is no longer uh, there. It's just the yeah. muscle memory is still yeah. there from, you know – I'm sorry about that, man. It it is hard, you know. Pets they just become part of your life. They become part of your family, and yeah, it's a loss. It is. It is. You know, she was named after not well, I guess indirectly after you know the Anastasia everybody knows from you know the Russian Czar Nicholas all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. But uh, she was actually named because I love that line in Sympathy for the Devil by the Rolling Stones, you know, stuck around St. Petersburg when I saw it was time for a change, killed the czar and his ministers, Anastasia, screamed in vain. I always loved the way he said Anastasia. So I figured, you know, either my first pet or my first child is going to be Anastasia, and the pet came first. Well, there you go. Hey. I appreciate that. I was about to say, Patrick, Patrick, I thought of something funny because even though it's kind of, it's sad about your, the passing of your pet and your bird and was part of my life, obviously, because I've, we've been buddies for a long time and I've always been around that bird. But I was thinking, you know, if I named a a pet after my uh, favorite line in that song, Sympathy for the Devil, it would have been, woo, woo, ah, yeah, woo, woo. So that'd be hard. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i'm sorry about that. rest in peace anna yes rest in peace a bad joke well today we're doing by request this this is i'm excited about this one because uh of the content we're doing but secondly because it was by request i got a message from our good buddy nick shout out to him he was like hey can you do something for me and of course i was like yes <laughs> without condition and luckily it was something we wanted to do it was the royal rumble 1992 which we're upon the 30th anniversary of we are yeah so once again hey if you want to reach out and ask you know we we talk about it all the time somebody actually did it that wasn't the patron saint you know saying hey you should do this and yes we say yes or no but nick thanks for suggesting this this is something you know and then i was like hey let's do a watch along we did a watch along to royal rumble 1997 which you know as we talked about when we were doing it is like the it was kind of between the that new uh the new what what did they call it the um oh my god the new generation era and the attitude era is kind of between those and this one is really interesting because as i was thinking about it i was like oh this one's like the end of the hogan era right 
And so before we get started and before, you know, we'll take a break and, and then we'll, we'll get into it. And so you can queue up your uh, Peacock app or if you have it on DVD or VHS, you know, you can do that. We'll do that in a little bit. But first, I want to ask you, Patrick, what's your history with this particular Royal Rumble? So I haven't seen it in forever. I know I know the finish. Like yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm very familiar with, you know, the end of what we're going to see. But, you know, I'm actually looking forward to seeing the events up to that you know i know this is uh this is when flair had come into the company yeah um hogan was at the height of hulkamania as he had, had been for years yeah but it was starting to dip a little bit uh, yeah. uh, but this is this was his um was this the year before he jumped ship to wcw yeah i think he went he officially started wcw maybe like 1994 but or 93, I forget. But yeah, it was right around But I mean, there. this is yeah. like his, this is, his, is his last. Right before his transition yeah. from WWE. He basically does this. He, he does WrestleMania 8. He maybe does like a King of the Ring. And and he's not long for the... And he's in and out because he's doing movies. He goes to Japan. And then, yeah, he's, almost, he's on his way out. Gotcha. Well, no, he because he was in WrestleMania Nine the next year. But it, this was is that was Nine the one with Yokozuna and, yeah, and when he yeah. came out at like mm-hmm. and had no business. Yeah, and Bret Hart said, "Oh, I'm blinded. <sighs> you go, you go." And he's like, "Should I? Should I? Yeah, I'll just take the belt." He had at the, the um, <laughs> he had the black eye from Macho Man. That was yeah. like that. That was that part of his life yeah. there. That's right. So this was like, this was, yeah. And that's when he just did like Mania and then he did like a King of the Ring in June and he was gone. And then he, but yeah, this is the last like kind of, this is the waning moments of real Hulkamania. Gotcha. Okay. Um, But I'll say this is, this rumble was right around the time. It was right after I dipped out the first time that I took a break from wrestling. Because I was huge into professional wrestling. I only watched WWF because I didn't have cable at the time, so I couldn't catch like the NWA or WCW on TNT. Or not TNT, but TBS. And I, it was like after, it was after SummerSlam 91. I kind of stopped watching for one reason or another. I don't know why, because I know I was intimately, I was really invested in the results of WrestleMania 7. I had to know, I remember like really worried about Hulk Hogan versus um, Sergeant Slaughter and he had to win. He had to win above this like Iraqi sympathizer, right? And I dipped out right before um, this, the events of this one, which Ric Flair coming into the company because I didn't know that happened for till much later until I came back into it, Patrick. And one Friday night, there was some time, you know, if I didn't have anything going on on Friday, when I was in high school, and I was back into wrestling because it was like Attitude Era, right? We were all into it. I think it was like my senior year. I was going back, catching on stuff I missed. And I remember one night going to that King video in tanning, right? Um, and I go into the wrestling, the VHS section. And I remember specifically the first time I watched this, it was probably like 1999 or 2000. Uh, I rented this one, right? Pop that in, and I loved every minute of it. I didn't even know. I didn't know the result of it. I just knew it was like, oh, this is weird. This is a rumble, and it's for the championship, and Ric Flair's in it. I got to check this out. This is cool. And I was just like, I, I loved it. And so 
that's when I first watched it. I was in my room on a Friday night. Probably should have been hanging out with friends or going out <laughs> on dates with with uh, with people and dating or something. But no, I was I was watching the Royal Rumble, nineteen ninety two. In, with a with a tear in my eye, Patrick. <laughs> Watching '92 Rumble in 1998. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nine nine years after the fact. Yeah, Our, Philip, I, I gotta give a shout out to whoever the person is that does the cover art oh, for those yes. boxes. This yeah. one, like in particular, you know, because they would do these cartoon versions, the realistic cartoons, I should say. Oh of yeah, the wrestlers. This one in particular, just it looked so good. It, yeah, it's Great amazing. Box art. Like for a few years, they had like it, it looks like the same artist. I'm not entirely sure, but this one in particular is awesome because it's got the Ric Flair with like his robe, and then all the 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 entrance. You know, for some reason they're marching down the street, but it looks so cool. Very cool. All right. Well, without any further ado, Patrick, I just want to say let's take a short break, and then we're going to get into it. We're going to do our watch along. So if you want to watch with us. It's time to fire up those uh, uh, apps or VHS or DVD players, right? Let's do it. Yep. I <laughs> uh, appreciate those pregnant pauses, Patrick. It's great for, <laughs> for podcasting. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. Stokes County Boys is brought to you in part by Bull City Bows and Ties. Gussy up your puppy with these easy-to-attach fashion collar accessories. Your kitty will be sitting pretty in these handsome bows and ties. So go to etsy.com slash shop slash Bull City Bows and Ties to see over 50 styles and patterns. Founder and CEO is vet technician by day, pet fashion icon by night. Independently owned and operated, Bull City Bows and Ties can be found on Facebook or Etsy shop. Once again, etsy.com slash shop slash Bull City Bows and Ties. Bull City Bows and Ties. Tell them the Stokes County Boys sent you. All right, Patrick, we're back. We're back, yes. Okay, yes, so we have, we're using uh, the Peacock app, Patrick's Peacock app application, the Embassy Universal uh, streaming app, uh, whatever you're using. We're at minute, we're, well, we're at one hour, 27 minutes, and one second. So the Patrick, you want to describe the the image we see right now before we press play? We see a Royal Rumble banner, and we see another Royal Rumble banner, and yeah. some lights in the stadium. It is paused. Uh, I'd like to note that nothing is on fire, unlike <laughs> last night. Um, yeah. We're actually recording this the night after the current Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, where the sign, the the WrestleMania sign that everybody points at, yep. caught on fire and was melting and. Potentially dripping on the crowd, you know. You, but it's part of the ticket. It's it's you know <laughs> you you know the risks when you buy the ticket. Yeah, I guess so. Anyways, so uh, right, so nothing melts on this one except our hearts when uh, Bobby Heenan gives the uh, call of a lifetime. Is everybody ready? So we're gonna I'm gonna count three, two, one, play. I'm gonna say it like that, and then you'll press play when I say play, and then also I'll be pressing play. All right. 
You got it, Patrick? Yeah, I think I got it. <laughs> you got the you hard can't, job. You can't see it, but you can probably hear Patrick rolling his eyes at me, yeah, <laughs> me yeah. over explaining this. All right, here we go. <laughs> one hour, 27 minutes and one second. Three, two, one, play. All right, and you hear the wonderful tones, the dulcet tones of uh, Howard Finkel. May he rest in peace. It's, like That's kind of weird. I think it's, I, I guess it's the age that we're at now, but a lot of these people that we are... Um, hearing and seeing, you know, they are dead now. Yeah, this it's one might be depressing weird. if we think about that as they come in the the entrance come in versus um, versus the '97 one about how many of them are are no longer with us. But we can avo- choose to avoid that or, or lean into the lean into the darkness. <laughs> it's up to you, Patrick. <laughs> uh, well, we'll see how the rumble goes here. <laughs> okay. Um, I really like the WWE because this is before the World Wildlife Federation pitched yeah. the hissy fit. Yeah. So this is still WWF. I really like that logo, the W and the F. I've always liked that. Yes, where it looked like it was kind of metallic and shiny. Yeah. And oh yeah, it looks so good. I I was actually kind of bummed when they, you know, some people, you know, they love the scratch logo, quote unquote, from the the attitude era right i'm not really as into it either but i think it's because you know we were young kids we were coming of age during this era of of wwf and jack tunney coming to the ring this is the first royal rumble where they actually have the uh the belt on the line so whoever wins a rumble wins the wwf championship also for me for my money the best looking belt right oh the eagle belt definitely for wwf absolutely now you know, Flair being in this rumble, you know, he he took his uh, big giant the big gold, belt, yeah, the big gold belt. He took that with him. You know, there's that famous dispute he had. Cause, you know, he had to actually pay a down payment and all that. And then yeah. Went and, yeah, I don't know the whole story, but you know, he, think, he <laughs> took the belt with him to WWF. Yeah, there's boring old Jack Tunney. Do you know who Jack Tunney was? So basically, he was like a Canadian wrestling promoter that uh, Vince McMahon kind of basically run his uh, promotion into the ground. But he offered him a job, and so he had like the cushiest job as this president of the WWF. Well, that was and, nice of him. Yeah, and he would nice get paid. He get yeah, sure. It's the only <laughs> kind gesture he ever made to a competitor. Look at number one. Here we go, the British Bulldog. Look at that. Yes, may he Union rest in Jack. peace. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to... I think I'm going to call it. He's dead. So <laughs> He was great, though. Oh, I loved God, him. The spots that he did with Bret Hart, like with yes. the Intercontinental title stuff going on, like like he phenomenal mm-hmm. wrestler. Like He's one of those I really appreciate now. And yeah. I think the beads in the hair, too, like that was just cool. I mean, this is like straight up early <laughs> 90s. <laughs> I love oh, it. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that match you were talking about with uh, Bret Hart, that happened later that was in the summer of 92. So that was one of the great matches of WWF. Who's number two, Patrick? Who's number two? Oh, there he is. I was about to say, oh, that's Sherry. Sh- Sherry Martell is so underrated. She's the, she's the, oh, look at this oh guy. My God. Oh, that was, yes. That was Airbrush Sherry Martell t shirt, huge mullet, monster glasses. Can that we kid, please bring back airbrushed uh, yeah. shirts. No, they got it. Yeah, have you seen like AEW Powerhouse Hobbs? He's wearing these like uh, uh, jean like co- uh, coveralls, like overalls, and they're airbrushed. He's got his name airbrushed on him. But I love, but let's say this like right out the gate, we got 
this is a class, this is considered one of the best rumbles. Look who you got number one and two, the British Bulldog, and one of the best, Ted DiBiase. I mean, come on, well, Philip. You know, as, as we've gotten woke as a society, and we know more about like rumbles and and the purpose and all that. Like, you know, you see Natty a lot in the women's rumbles yeah, these days, yeah. coming in early. Um, Sasha last night being the one. Like, they put really good workers in to get the stuff started. And, like, you know, as far as workers go, Ted DiBiase, like, what a phenomenal wrestler. Oh, he's uh, he's amazing. And there were rumors that he was supposed to have that WWE. Oh, all right. That dropping fist. Nobody ever does that anymore. And I wish people did. I love that move. It's a great move. And sometimes he actually did a little quicker there, but sometimes it'll kind of hang before he falls a little bit. I, I love that. But I really wish he, like nowadays, he would have definitely had a run with the WWF championship, but like he never did. And it was kind of a shame. He almost did like for a half second when uh, uh, there was that, uh, what was it, Saturday night's main event. Oh, no. And then there he goes. Oh, Davey God. Boy took him out. There was that Saturday night's main event where um, – Andre, there's the rematch from WrestleMania 3. Andre, oh man, I love that. Look at this. Look at this guy. He's just humongous. <laughs> humongous. I mean, it's definitely steroid era. Oh, of course. I mean, well, this is also the end of the steroid era. This is like right before they were getting scrutiny from it. Because, yeah, because, yeah. um, you know, Vince had to testify and all that. I yeah. mean, this is like right before. That was like 93, 94 when They're all that was going believe, on. Yeah. So this is, this is the end. Of, oh, look at number three. Who we got here? Notice he just walks right by Ted DiBiase, not even a glance. Now we won't be able to. I won't be able to hear it as well because, like, you know, we're talking during this. I mean, but you got Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon on this call, and really, Bobby Heenan does some of his best work on this night. I mean, he's so good, like rooting for Flair, and just it. He loses his voice in this one. It's great, but he comes in number three. Now, I remember the first time watching this. I'm like, okay, cool. But um, I was in. I was in for a treat, and look at Mr. Perfect right there. Well, Mr. Perfect, you know, ended up doing a lot of managerial type roles because I, I think it was injury and stuff. Yeah, but it like, was like you back. know, I mean, you watch, you watch earlier, like a year, two years before this, how he like sells, and um, if you watch now, like Dolph Ziggler to me sells about like he reminds me a lot of a Kurt Henning, like how. Like he would take the biggest bumps, and he's like, "Well, yeah, it catches up to you." Destroyed his back. Oh man, Gorilla Press. I look mean, at that. This is it's Crazy. designed to make his <laughs> Davy Boy look like strong and stuff, you know. But I mean, Flair. See, this is Philip. This is the thing. Like, what should have happened in this Rumble is it set up Flair and Hogan for Mania. Oh, yeah. That's what everybody wanted. It, right. You know, I'm sure the egos got in the way. Yeah. And that's the whole reason because we ended up with Flair Savage, which was a great, great, great match. And it was, but it was also in the middle of the card. Yeah. And then the Sid and we got Hogan. The, the Sid Hogan fiasco. <laughs> yeah. Because Papa of, Shango. God, Papa Shango, like being late to the ring and, and oh Sid God. having to kick out of the leg drop. That's probably what was the nail in the coffin for uh, Hogan leaving. Somebody kicked yeah. out of my leg drop, brother. Oh, I, can't, I, I don't can't, like, I don't like that creative, brother. Drop. All right. But, you know, you know, one thing you forget is we always talk about this 92 Royal Rumble as like, flare, 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 flare. Davey Boy has an awesome rumble. 
Like he doesn't win it, but he's well, number one, and he is in it for a really long time. But that's the thing is, like you know, the Rumble is a great chance to showcase some good talent. Yeah, uh, Philip, I saw uh, Lacey Evans. She was still technically NXT, uh, I think, yeah. at the time. Yeah, but she was one of the first two in the Rumble a few years ago, and and you know, it was a really cool thing watching her nasty um, boy you know they bianca belair like they've yeah. done it more i oh, think yeah. in the women's rumble than they have the men's rumble the past few years showcasing these talents and and getting them in front of a mainstream eye i think the problem though philip is that like well i say problem it's not necessarily a bad thing it, i think a big issue is that like the people that are watching modern day wrestling understand modern day wrestling. Yeah. And so, you yeah, know, we yeah. already know who Lacey Evans is. We already know who, you know, right. These people are. So it's not necessarily that, you know, they're getting seen by a new audience. That's true. Well, the only problem with these braids, though, is that that top gets a little frizzy once you start uh, wrestling a little bit. You know, I was just thinking oh. that. Nasty, but which one is this? I don't uh, know. It's Sags. Oh, see, that's what you. Why would you ever do that? Why would you get knocked over the top rope, but you're on the apron? You turn around and run your mouth to the crowd, and then you get drop kicked out. And then, see, look, Ric Flair don't want none. He don't want none. He's like, don't, don't do it to me. <laughs> now we all know Ric Flair's a creep. Uh, there was a recent. So we're just gonna give a little bit of a disclaimer here. You know, I mean, Ric Flair is an amazing professional wrestler. His personal life, yeah, he's a piece of shit, so we'll just say that. Haku! I love Haku, man. So, Look at this guy. Look at this guy. You know, behind the scenes, again, I know how this ends, but I, I don't know the order of the people in. I don't know any of this. Because Haku, also known as Ming, apparently this is one of the toughest... Yes people yes. that's ever been in wrestling he's he's got yeah. a reputation of being like a legit tough guy and a top tier mullet too we'll say especially in this one oh, so yeah. if you're not watching along you're really doing yourself a disservice you know you can um i think you can have access to peacock with the the ads for 4.99 a month do the trial thing they got some good movies on there too so just do it so you can watch along with us you gotta see one you gotta see that kid with the sherry martell uh shirt on that was worth the price of admission. That's worth $5. And to see Ming uh, or Haiku and WWF, his uh, top tier curly mullet. A, a Tongan mullet. You don't see those too often. So. Not anymore. <laughs> oh, and a pile driver. Oh. oh, man. That is the one move, as I always say, the pile driver is the one move. I know wrestling's quote unquote fake, but that's the one move I cannot wrap my head around how they don't like break their necks every time they do it well some actually do break their neck yeah yeah that's, well, that's why cold. that's why we're not gonna do SummerSlam 1997 mm. alright so so far you know both the Nasty Boys are still still with us aren't they I believe so yeah I mean I don't really one of, them, one of them's like best friend I think it's the blonde one's like best friends with Hogan yeah <laughs> which is um, really funny to me yeah <laughs> That makes me laugh. But this is also one of the classic eras with the red, white, and blue ropes. And well, that classic ring, Royal Rumble. Like the purple like ring apron. Oh, my God. 
Okay. And there goes Haku's out. That's, yeah, the, like the ring itself, like this looks really good visually. I know. Oh, got, I mean, and look, Shawn Michaels. Oh my god, like heartbreak kid, Shawn Michaels. Another top tier mullet. There's a lot of mullets going on tonight here. Uh, so you got in a classic Buffalo Bill sweatshirt. Yeah, in the crowd. I saw that. That looked good. Where, Philip, where was it? Was this in Buffalo? Where Where's this? Uh, oh my god, actually you know, taking place. I, do, I don't know. I'll, I might have to look it up, but. I think we put our phones away to charge, so uh, we'll just never know. Well, we got plenty of time. But yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious because, I mean, it's a packed house. It's a great venue, it looks like. Got oh. some Sweet Chin music before it's called Sweet Chin music. Yeah, before it was a finisher. It was just a thrust kick I always, at the time. I always thought that was funny, too. Oh. Like Some moves are just moves in a repertoire of an athlete, and then yeah. some, it's the exact same move, and it's a finisher. Well, that's like, who can do it better? Because some people have said... Oh, oh my God! Oh, oh he stayed in nope. there. I think um, Shawn Michaels maybe perfected the the idea of like looking like he was gonna get knocked out, but never would, and would like skin the cat and do stuff like that to kind of stay in the game. Um, he's one of the first to do it really well. And you know, if you think about it, this Royal Rumble—it's only like the fourth or fifth Royal Rumble. First one was '89. It was right? either 88 or 89, and it wasn't even a pay-per-view. It was uh, a, a special on USA Network. It was, uh, <clears throat> it was, excuse me, it Hacksaw, Hacksaw Jim Dunn. Yeah, he was the first winner. And then the first pay-per-view, the first like two or three, the first two pay-per-views, I think it was uh, Hulk Hogan winning them. It was like 89. Yeah, this is only the fourth, I think. So it was like 89. Uh, What's-his-face wins it? And then... Hogan wins two of them, and then there's this one. Maybe. Did Ultimate Warrior win that one where they were? Um, n- no. Oh. Well, this was also before if you won, you got into uh, the main event of WrestleMania. This was even before that. Like this one, there's actually stakes because it's you know for yeah. the title. Yeah, but yeah, exactly. most of it, it was just kind of for pride or whatever. I mean, once once they started actually making it have some real stakes. Tito Santana, an underrated like uh, wrestler of this age, I think. And at this point, he was given a a dumb gimmick of the Matador, right? I don't think it was dumb. I think, I, I you know, think it was a little reductionist and and maybe a little bit racist. Maybe no, clearly WWE. F would never uh, <laughs> use stereotypes <laughs> to. Uh... <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, but yeah, Tito yeah, Santana's in like the first like nine WrestleManias. He's well, he. I remember him. He's the uh, man. I, think I love was... Tito. So Arriba, Tito Santana. Te he had some uh, real good battles with Rick Martel. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Another uh, Quebecois. Uh, wrestler, oh, we love him. Blow. Oh, low blow, not cool. Classic. Oh, another one. But you see, the cool thing is, is like even in this rumble, you have like all these other people coming in, but Bulldog's really gunning for Ric Flair. He's like, um, trying to take him out, but he can't quite do it. Can't quite do it. Philip, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the Union Jack is a better flag oh, yeah. than most totally. of the flags in the world. It's a I good think one. It's a it's gorgeous, a very, very. It's like an X and a cross. I mean, come on, 
We got diagonals, we got horizontals and verticals, Patrick. I like, and the red, white, and blue. I like red, white, and blue, not just because of the patriotism. <laughs> I, I like the color scheme and all that. I think that, um, you know, Mexico, Italy, I, I like the flags that have green also. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, Ecuador, that's a very pretty flag. Mm-hmm. Oh, the barbarian. Oh, look at that. Look. Uh, he just got hit <laughs> with something. <laughs> Guys, stop throwing shit at yeah. Don't throw people shit. Yeah, when, these like people athletes. Are, they're already risking their lives in the ring. You don't have to add something to it by throwing something at them or coming out of the ring. Yeah, don't don't go out in the crowd. These people are performers. I'll tell you. If you're what. watching Don Giovanni at the opera, you're not gonna run out and try to. <laughs> well, I'll tell <laughs> you, you know, block, chop block uh, Don Giovanni. I guess you know somebody went after uh, Seth Rollins on Raw. Oh, yeah. Uh, I guess it was a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago. I don't know. Um, like, that's just, it's dangerous. It's oh, scary. Oh, they're trying to get up. They're trying, yeah, I know. They, it makes me mad. Like, or there was that Hall of Fame ceremony. Somebody went after Bret Hart, but luckily yeah. one of the um, FTR now, but one of the, the those guys uh, took the guy out. And yeah, so anytime, there is a level of satisfaction, though, when one of those dumbasses like, comes out in the ring. When they just get beat up, there is a, there is a sad, like you should not do it, but there is a satisfaction for me, at least. I don't know if this is misplaced or wrong when one of those guys gets, uh, gets the, the shit kicked out of them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but like, it's, there's nothing positive yeah. that can oh, yeah. come oh, from, I know. from, you're you know, right. I, I, I mean, the, what, it's like yeah. the streakers at the ball games. It's really funny, but there's nothing positive <laughs> that can come from it. Like, like yeah. other than the good chuckle, it's funny. It's just but a waste. It, it's and, basically, and it's, yeah, it's funny, but don't ever do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. No. I mean, what are you going to do? What's What's the best that could happen if you go after Bret Hart at a uh, at one of these events? You get like a half second of screen time before they cut the cameras away. Right. And even then, like, I mean, you're better yeah, off. Yeah, streakers are getting zero. Oh, man. Oh, snap. Is that Carrie? Oh, uh, it is Carrie Von Eric, the Texas tornado. And the thing that we didn't know at the time, only one foot in both of those boots. There's only one foot. He had a prosthetic foot, and he even hid it from Vince McMahon. How did he do that? I mean, you talk it about it. It was the tassels. That's why he had the tassels yeah. down there. You talk about a tragic family. Oh my god! I mean, this is it, still, this is all flare flop. Oh, I love it. It's like, the, not, like it, not gonna it, lie, this is kind of awkward. Yeah, it's hard to talk about the Von Erichs, but oh my god, the modern warrior. I mean, <sighs> oh, you know, we mentioned it on when we were talking with Justin Bulla yeah. on a previous episode about yeah. CT and and head trauma and all this. I mean, yeah. like, you know, the Von Erich family was. I mean, very much like the hearts or the. Um, well, yeah. But is it? I can't. I can't say it right. Roman Reigns' family. The, the, the Anawai family. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In terms of like wrestling legacies. And yeah. Things like that. I mean. Yeah. God, it's sad. The, the, it is messed up because there were like five or six brothers, and right now there's only one left. Like they were huge in Dallas. They were like the biggest thing ever, and there's one left. It, it's it's well, and they so all, messed up. They all pretty much died of the exact same thing. Well, except for one that died of like some weird stomach issue in uh, in Japan, 
and that kind of set it all off. And then there's, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. It's terrible. I mean, that's one of the darkest things. Like people are surprised by some weird, like, like say Ric Flair. They're surprised by him, like that Dark Side of the Ring came out of the the plane ride from hell, and there's some stuff that come out there of him being just like a creep. And oh, oh god, the repo man! I can't talk about something serious while this guy's on the screen. Because <laughs> uh, well, he was very dark from so, demolition yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, I'll finish my thought there. But you can't be like, I don't know. You you can be shocked, you can be disappointed, you can be upset about certain things, but. When you really get into the history of wrestling, some of these family, like especially like the Von Erich family, it it's just so dark, and you can't be surprised by any uh, other darkness that <laughs> that comes to light, so to speak. But anyways, Repo Man, <laughs> Repo Man, <laughs> basically the Hamburglar of uh, WWF. You know what? I, I I really miss those McDonald's cartoons. As a kid, Robble, you know, Robble. yeah. We uh we saw Birdie learn to fly. Oh my God, yeah, um, Birdie. I, I've shown my kids like YouTube videos. That's the nice thing about YouTube is you can show them old uh, commercials because I'll start singing like the extra sugar free gum commercial <laughs> at uh, in the house, and they'll be like, "What are you doing?" And then I show them, and they think it's hilarious. And I was like, "This is these are the commercials we had to watch." Yeah, but Birdie, yeah, learning to fly. Back when Saturday mornings had cartoons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I mean, with a 24-hour cartoon network, do you need Saturday mornings for it anymore? You just watch it whenever. Yeah. Texas Tornado. Ooh. Yeah, it's such it's such a shame because, I mean, he looked awesome. He was good. And, uh, yeah. Anyways. I, it's weird. I'm getting a little bummed out with seeing Carrie Von Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Nick, it's, it's Nick, we love you um, for suggesting this one. I was like, oh yeah, but now, right now, I'm a little bummed. It's weird watching Ric Flair do the chops and the crowd's not going woo. Yeah, you know? yeah, that was that was kind of a when he was in. Um, it kind of started in when he came like post death of WCW. Oh yeah, Greg the Hammer. Now, now talk about look at the look at the silky mulleted hair here i mean this is look at look at the bounce of that i mean wh what that's some beautiful hair i mean what what's going on there patrick how do you get it to bounce like that i i'm not really sure but <laughs> look at his gut though oh like, no nah, this guy's not is, in shape no he is though but <sighs> this is the thing he is in shape he probably has amazing cardio but he also pounds like 10 beers this is before like proper like pain maintenance. He would pound ten beers to 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 wash the uh, pain away, and so despite him being like strong and have great cardio, uh, you know he he would also ingest a lot of carbs through uh, alcohol consumption. I feel like he's got a layer. Oh yeah, yeah. In front of all his like abdominal muscles. There. Yeah, but this is like this is what wrestlers used to look like, and now they're just like. Um, like they take it. care of their bodies. Yeah. They actually like take care of their bodies in addition to do this. Um, so, uh, that, that's why you don't see guys that look, have that kind of barrel belly, like dad. It's like a, it's like a dad bod if your dad like worked out. <laughs> so that, that doesn't really exist a whole lot in wrestling. So anytime you see it, you appreciate it, but Oh my God. Look, Oh, like, how can your tummy be so big? But, you know, there's some definition there, too. I love Greg the Hammer Valentine. 
I mean, it's just fun to say Greg the Hammer Valentine. Greg the Hammer Valentine. I mean, look at this guy. The the only shame was when he did that uh, tag team with uh, the Honky Tonk Man and dyed his hair black. Like <laughs> that was that was a tragedy because I mean, look at that look Honky at that blonde. Man. Yeah. Did we get to see the Honky Tonk Man in this? I don't know. No, but so. we get to see uh, Nikita Koloff. No. No, that's no, Ivan. That's, uh, uh, oh God, I said it wrong. This was the last uh, rumble that you could see this guy. The the uh, the trope of the oh right he become a face <laughs> like you can tell by his trunks he's yeah, got the he's got the, the Russian flag, flag and the too. American flag see we but can coexist yeah look Biden at Biden make it happen yeah as we learned in uh, <laughs> Rocky Four and later on by this guy who I can't remember what's his name again Ivan something is it Ivan Koloff yeah, it might be Ivan Koloff we can get along you can get along I can get along. Is that is that how it goes? Not at all. I think that's that's one we got to watch together. Is Rocky, uh, Rocky Four. Four? I mean, how- hey, Phil, you know something that really bothers me about Rocky Four? Was that in the training montage when he's like jerking, trying to like pull the sleigh? Yeah, and he's like jerking. Like that's not healthy at all. That's oh, a very no. poor technique. Oh, of course it was. I mean, but here's the thing I love about Rocky Four. Can I tell you something I love oh, about got, Rocky Four? Hey, dude, uh, we got a figure four. Oh gosh, player by Greg the Hammer. Oh Valentine yeah, right thanks for pointing I mean, that this out. Is, this is and, oh, and oh, Cole there goes out. the Russian. Yeah, jeez. Um, by the repo man, what a what an insult to injury. <laughs> yeah, wow. He got knocked out by uh, the, repo the repo man. man lurking. Yeah. Oh man, he is always lurking. But um. Thing, things great about Rocky Four, hour and a half movie, exactly ninety minutes. Three training montages in that movie. Several songs that are played in full, like "Coming to America" and like some of the other training montage songs in full. Like they were just like <laughs> they were, they were hurting to like make that a uh, feature length film. Oh, there, Big I, Boss Man! It, it Here we go. Been, I love um, the Big Boss Man. Yeah, Big Boss Man is awesome. Uh, Phil, it, I wish I would have kind of known it was going to come up because I would have actually <laughs> looked it up because I, I, I now, know that like uh, I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about here. Okay. But um, the I believe it may have been Eye of the Tiger, but it, there was some song in the Rocky series that ended up um, like because I think it ended up in the Rocky series, but it was originally going to be used for the Karate Kid. Oh, I think it was Eye of the Tiger. You're right. Um, and I the Tigers not only in Rocky Three but Rocky Four as well, because I have the Rocky Four soundtrack and That's it's a good song. It's awesome. And Survivor. It, there's two Survivor songs in uh, Rocky Four, so that was probably the height. Now we'll say one thing: we love the Big Boss Man Ray trailer. Uh, oh, and he threw out the the <laughs> the Repo Man. So thank you for that. But on his what is it? he? He was like a um, prison warden. That's why he was dressed the way he was. Yeah, from, uh, was it Marietta, Georgia? Marietta, Georgia. But he's got the Georgian flag patch, which at the time still, the Georgian flag had was like half of something, like the seal of Georgia, and then half the Confederate battle flag, which is insane to think of. Like, oh my God. 
you know, it, how terrible. And, oh, oh, there goes British Bulldog, see, and it was. But Flair. he had a great Flair took him out. He had a great run. He but did. look, Flair's always showing. He's already showing the fatigue. Look at him, but he's hanging in there. Oh my there God! Goes and he threw out the Texas Tornado. Look at this guy. Like, here it becomes where you're like, oh my God, what's going on here? Flair, really? He just took out two of the like most roided up dudes in the ring. Oh. And we got the barbarian in there, buddy. Big splash by the oh, big boss man. Double oh, double elimination. Was yeah. that Heartbreak Kid and uh And the Matador. Tito sent Tito. Oh, and one of the best ever. Hercules. <laughs> oh gosh. Now talk about roided up freaks. Here's Hercules. He always had that big chain, didn't he? Yeah, but this is post all that. This is on his decline. His hairline's receding more. Terrible punches. That Ric Flair was like, I'm not selling these. And he look, he's oiled up too. Phil, something he's already, he's, something I've noticed. he's already tired though. Look, <laughs> oh yeah, he's out of breath. He's winded. Like some I've noticed, like the the previous, let's say this is like a turn in the generation of wrestlers. Mm -hmm. You can see who's previous generation because they're the ones that are greased up. Oh yeah. And then the other ones just are not. Right. Now they might have like wet their hair. So it doesn't frizz up, but they don't oil down their bodies. Is Bret Hart in this rumble? I hope so. I don't know. This is a nostalgia like win yeah, I know. right now. I mean, like look look at these guys. Because I think you know if you, if you're not like super into this this era. Oh my gosh, WWF. Um, you might be like barbarian. Who's that? But you know, when I see the barbarian, I'm like, oh my god, it's him. <laughs> eye poke, love a eye poke. Ray Trailer. Yeah, that was a classic. I hated the big boss man when he was feuding with like with Hogan. Hogan. Oh, look and, at that kick. You know, big tummy dude doing a kick yeah. like that. That's pretty good. They do have a history of some really large athletes that were able to do some amazing things oh. that that elimination <laughs> that hurt. He, he didn't quite make it over the rope there he had yeah. to do a little extra yeah but like you know big boss man <laughs> and there's the flare oh, flop you gotta love um flare big boss man was one of those like it's that really did more than he probably should have physically been able to do it reminds me of, like you know big van vader yeah, oh, you know, yeah. there's some really large athletes you know we see uh kevin owens in modern day uh-huh you, you gotta you always gotta have some awesome wrestler with a big tummy that surprises you. Oh, is this Piper? Oh yeah. Look at him. I mean you can't run, but see, this is a great thing. I love this. He's like, oh no, not Piper. Look at him. Look at the crowd. They love this. They want to see him. He's the real rowdy one. Oh uh, yeah. Sorry, Rondi. Sorry, Rhonda. No, I'm not sorry. She's uh <laughs> I saw a tweet. Before I came over here, Patrick, where it was like, you know, in addition to being a wrestling fan, Rhonda is really into going to the beach and uh, the wrestler hook. So just Google Rhonda Rousey Sandy Hook. <laughs> oh, my God. And if you do it, uh, she was one of those people that uh, like like Alex Jones was. Uh, hey, maybe it was a false flag. So uh, she's kind of well. You know, you can't expect uh, MMA fighters and wrestlers who get hit in the head for a living to be, like, super intelligent, but you could also, like, not be a piece of trash. But <laughs> Oh, my God, I love Roddy Piper. Yeah, rest in peace. We love him.
Philip, I, I think it's you and I've talked about this before, but like one of my favorite things about Roddy Piper is uh, he was in Mexico, and the they Airplanes, just gave yeah. they they gave him a microphone and say just go piss everybody off. Yeah. And he's like, you know, please rise for the Mexican national anthem, and they played like La Cucaracha. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is yeah. so racist, so wrong. I, I mean, that he is he's like, done that a few times, but every he time he's like, heel oh, of no. the heel of the heel. I'm fine. I, I know. I, I didn't hate anybody, but he would do. <laughs> I mean, the, f- because of Roddy Piper, there's one match missing from uh, WrestleMania. <laughs> is it WrestleMania Seven? Seven, yeah, yeah. Against the, it's Bad not on Peacock. Brown. See, this is the problem with all these streaming services. We talk about like Spotify, like nixing uh, Neil Young, and then you see like Disney, like editing some of the stuff, like in Splash, they uh, lengthen Daryl Hannah's hair so they don't show her butt or something like that. And then, like, you're missing matches. It's like, no, you, like, yeah. uh, It goes without saying, Jake the Snake, best of all time. He's like, go ahead and knock him out. Um, But you can't. This is the problem with these, like, the people that own the property having the sole, like, version of it because they want to, like, edit their past and seem like that they were always, like, progressive or woke or, or, or proper. And it's like, that's not the case. And so Philip, I, that, wanna, that's a race in history. Knocking down Confederate statues is not like destroying history. These streaming services are doing it. And the fact that we can't see uh, uh, Roddy Piper doing some of the worst blackface ever on WrestleMania 7 uh, on Peacock, um, it proves that. Philip, I'm going to piss somebody off right now, and I, I don't <laughs> mean to. I truly don't. Like, here's the thing. Like, I've struggled for 40 years now. I have struggled <laughs> yeah, with like we got there. Uh, I've I've struggled with like where's the line, but not where's the line, but who decides where the line is? Is it a, a ultimately like the just the society as a whole right now? Like yeah. there's some great. All right, one of my favorite movies as a kid Figure was four. Ace Ventura. That would not fly today because of the transphobic stuff that's in there. And I'm not saying that, you know, they should make a movie like that today in the same way. Yeah. But it was a different time and place. That's not saying it's right or wrong. It's, it, you know, the thing is, though, it was made. It exists. Um, yeah. Th- here's why I want to piss somebody off. Philip- well, this is the thing with critical thought, Patrick, is that you can say, like, there's this movie – there is this thing. It has this is like when we did Dirty Work. Yeah, we're like it. We love it. We, it's funny. It does have some really problematic shit in it. We can recognize that, and you can't like it's it's the false. It's all this like false binary of things are good or bad. And if there's a bad thing in it, then it's ultimately like horrible, and you have to like divorce yourself, and it has to be quote unquote canceled or whatever. That's not necessarily the case. You can look at things with a critical eye and be like, well, this is this is not good. This is bad. This would not fly today because we know better. Yes, all of those things are true. And is him pretending to talk out of his butt funny? Yes, that's Absolutely. also true. Yeah. I'd like to ask you a few questions. <laughs> so, I, I view it almost like a historical thing. Yes. Like, like oh, yeah. It, it, yeah, it yeah, needs yeah, to yeah, be yeah, archived. Yeah, yeah. It needs to be there. Right. Philip, here's where I want to piss somebody off. The movie Song of the South. Have you ever seen the movie? I don't think I ever have. I've seen clips of it. There was some like Disney thing my dad taped off TV where there was clips of it. Yeah, I've seen it. And, and now, granted, I was probably like five years old at the time. I mean, it's a right. long time ago. It exists. And here's here's the thing. It 
yes, it's offensive. Yes, it, it you know. Yes, it's racist. Yes, it glorifies a uh, like a like time and place where in the South. But but it still exists, yeah. and I feel like it should be accessible for yeah. historical oh, yeah. purposes. Yeah, and because you know, if you want honest truth, Philip, and I'm 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 going to take away like I I'm, throw away every sort of like moral ambiguity, every sort of racist, all that. <laughs> throw all that, Philip. It was actually monumental in putting animation and live action well you can say the same thing about the editing techniques of like birth of a nation and stuff well yeah there's these technical things but these people are making these advances but they're also like racist pieces of shit just like uh wd griffith dw griffith and and oh irs this is funny we're getting into this conversation while watching the royal rumble with erwin r shyster which is also an anti-semitic character so yeah so like, Nick, I hope you're enjoying this because we're getting into it. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, look look at who you got in the ring right now. I'm just gonna just pivot off of that. But yeah, you're right. It should be a historical document. We should have access to it because you should be able to learn from this thing and not repeat these mistakes. That's why you gotta learn history. Like this erasure of like pretending Disney's like some moral company or whatever, and that in the 30s and 40s and 50s, even 60s, they didn't have the views of the majority of white people in the 40s through the 60s is laughable, man. And then, you know, you look here and you got Hacksaw Jim Duggan getting turnbuckle headshots from uh, a uh, mulleted Erwin R. R. Scheister, which is also an anti-Semitic character, but double noggin knocker. Now, I got to tell you one thing, Patrick. When I was a kid at daycare, I tried... The double noggin knocker oh, on two kids, and I hit two kids' heads together, and it—I felt awful. Did they go <laughs> but, down? Yeah, they started <laughs> crying. They started crying because I hit their heads together. Oh my god! And then immediately I was like, "That's when I knew wrestling was fa- was uh, was fake." Um, and I just—I remember just feeling so bad. As as soon as I did it, I was like, "Why did I do that?" But, yeah. You know, Jake Roberts is still in this thing. He's lurking in the corner there. <sighs> yeah, he, he was always one of my favorites. Of course, yeah, he's. One well, of the you best. know, Hogan buried him because like he was getting cheers. Oh yeah, of course, because he was too good. So Hogan's like, "Oh, he's good, mate, brother." Of course, they screwed him over when he went to WCW because he, you know, his his intro to WCW was uh, attacking Sting, and then yeah. you know, he, <laughs> oh he no, the, oh god. <laughs> Oh, my God. It was Jimmy Snuka. Uh, Vince, the first murder he covered up for somebody was for Jimmy Snuka. Allegedly. I mean, good. Good Lord. This is dark. <laughs> it's getting darker and darker. You got Jake the Snake, who his dad is probably one of the most evil people in the wrestling business, which is saying a lot. We saw the, he's like, give me a headbutt. Um, and then you got Jimmy Snuka in here. There's Duggan. The Duggan, give it a thumbs up. Oh he's God. like... <laughs> Like that guy ain't right. He he ain't right. Uh, like this, I don't think he's portraying a character there. I think that Jim, no, uh, he's just. Generally, I think Hacksaw is like legitimately just. He's just dumb. Yeah. Some people. <laughs> some people have like you know you know something clinical wrong with them. Some people are just dumb, and I think Hacksaw Jim Duggan's just just not a smart guy, and it's okay because he's got a big tummy and he's got big arms, and he he had a lot of fun. He's a nice guy. Got high mean, like, with the iron sheet and almost wreck the <laughs> ruin the business. Oh my god. 
<laughs> All right, get Snook out of there. I can't see this guy. You know, Philip, I do have to say that, like, it's nice in, in terms of the overall structure of the match. You know, there's story being told. There's multiple things happening. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, like, they, the Royal Rumble is a, a fantastic match. You're guaranteed to have a good match. Now, here's the other thing that I've noticed is this is before, like, there's a trope now where whoever the new entrance, whoever the new entrant is, they do this kind of showcase of their moves and stuff like that. And it's fun as it, and it's exciting, but this is all before that. So you won't see, like, all right, let's see who the next person is. So we'll see that person come in. They're not going to come in and do all their, like, signature moves and beat up a bunch of people and then look around and get cheers. Right. And then slink off into the corner. They're just going to start punching and kicking. Oh, my God, The Undertaker. Fan of the show. Uh, You know, the SCB solo, he's asking about the malls. I mean, look at that walk. You know, he he loves to walk in the malls, so we know that. Undertaker, this will be his first uh, Royal Rumble, right? I believe so. So, nowadays... He came at Survivor Series in 91. That's right. right. So, this is his first Rumble. I mean, classic Undertaker. We love this Undertaker. Everybody does. If you don't, um, I don't know what to do. I mean, this is his original get-up. Oh, yeah. Gray gray gloves and and uh, footies, whatever those stirrups or whatever they're called. Yeah, see? Good. Thank you. Knocking out Snooka. All right. So this guy, this is the undead Undertaker, Michael Myers sit up. I mean, you couldn't beat this guy. God, look at Flair's cell. Like right Flair now. is like literally getting choked to death right now. Literally. Yes, literally. Did you see when Flair had his heart issues recently, where he came out with that shirt? I ain't dead yet, mother. Effort. <laughs> yeah. Like, I thought that was kind of clever. <laughs> Hey, wait, oh, hacksaw. hacksaw. Don't mess. Oh, oh no. there it Low is. Blow. God. <laughs> Philip, I don't know if there's a worse feeling than getting kicked in the crotch. Well, we can ask Hacksaw about this. I mean, isn't it weird that the tax man and the, the dead man are coming together? To... <laughs> <laughs> oh, poke Oh, eye. yeah. <sighs> Perfect. Oh. Me and my brother would do that all the time because you realize all you have to do is to just hit the person on like their eyebrow, right? And you could do that perfect looking like well, you got poked in the eye. So we would practice it all the time at home. Yeah, but it's also got the easiest counter in the world. Ready? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. As we learned from <laughs> the three, about three Stooges, Stooges earlier. Yeah, that, was, that was off. Oh, macho man. There he is. Guy. I love him. So, oh, Flair just falls. Yeah, he just falls. He just He's fell. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to. didn't even. It's actually really smart. You don't want to get thrown over. You just lay down. Well, he's going out. Undertaker's going to try to take him out. Macho Man had some really good outfits. Yeah. He had, he had this one guy. So, apparently, I heard this from another podcast, and I can't remember who it was, so I can't give him the credit. But if you listen to all the podcasts I listen to, that you'll, you'll hear it. Um, he worked with this one guy that did all his like outfits and everything. And the same guy, I think he was based in Miami or something would do like, uh, he did like pimp outfits too. And so that's why he had, uh, pardon the uh, pun or whatever, but why he had such flair, you know, always a bad idea to go for the top rope move in a Royal rumble, but 
Well, for, uh, Macho Man can do it. Macho and look Man at that. He oh. got rid of Jake. Yeah, he got rid of Jake. Oh, oh and he no, eliminated himself. Dummy. That's right. Because <laughs> this is when he was oh. feuding with Jake Roberts. Which great feud, by the way. Uh, oh, yeah. Philip, I recently read something about. Wait, did uh, Undertaker just eliminate himself? I don't know if he. I don't know. They didn't show whether he went over the top or whether he went underneath. <laughs> but uh, he's out there. Because, uh, you know, Undertaker and Jake were, you know, the they match were, made in yeah, heaven, the match made right, in hell. That's like, right. That's uh, right. Philip, I recently read that Jake Roberts made Macho Man be bit by the Cobra backstage before he would admit it. Uh, it was or, the other uh, way around. Admit, uh, no, um, Macho, uh, Man, Macho Man yeah. made Jake be bitten by his own snake to, to he show was paranoid. that it was they not were actually poisonous. Poison. Yeah. And, yeah. Now, that's one of the, I think that's one of the times I like dipped out was uh, seeing that on Superstars. And everybody talks about that being a traumatic experience that's like, like oh, around our age. It bothered me. Yeah. And I think that's about the time when I saw that on TV and him letting that cobra bite. Macho well, man, when he's when he's in when the he's tied on the rope, like that, the cobra wouldn't let go either. Yeah, it was. I mean, that was not fun. That was not cool. Yeah, it was. Just, yeah, it's. Uh, I think that's around the time when I stopped watching wrestling. <laughs> All right, Patrick's uh, gonna step step out for a second, so I'm gonna do the call. So, Nick, I hope you're enjoying this. We're watching it together. We've gone through everything with uh, watching old wrestlers. Which ones are living? Which ones are dead? And, uh, um, you know, people's dark pasts and things like that. But, you know, it, it all comes up. That's what I love about professional wrestling. It's, it's probably one of the more ridiculous things ever. But it's also uh, kind of a reflection of our own society. So, And look at The Undertaker trying to choke out and kick out, knock out uh, Jim Duggan. Who I thought it was uh, Piper for a second, but it's only because they have the same plain blue tights. Which you will never see just plain color tights anymore. They always have some random design. <laughs> Ric Flair just low blowed the Undertaker. He had to sell it a little bit, but he's still not. Oh, the Berserker. The Berserker. Now, this guy. Huss, Huss, right? With uh, Mr. Fuji in the background. I never understood the Berserker. He's probably going to get knocked out soon. Despite being humongous, nobody liked him, so he was never, like, successful. Tied up in the ropes. All right. All right, we got two people with the same color blue tights on, Patrick, so it's getting a little confusing for me. But uh, luckily, uh, one has a beard, the other doesn't. One is Hacksaw, has a slightly bigger tummy, the other's. Roddy Piper. Oh, I got to say, you know what's funny, Patrick, is when you see like Roddy Piper against all these other guys, he doesn't look like the biggest dude. But then if you watch They Live, you know, the John Carpenter movie that he's in. Right, right. He's humongous. So it just always puts to scale like. Philip, is that the one that he had that like epic fight scene? Yeah, yeah. And he has the glasses. They did. It's a great movie. Again. I love South Park because they're not afraid to blur the lines. Because, again, who decides where the line is? Like, <laughs> well, I'll tell you. The answer is uh, Trey do. Parker and Matt Stone. Nah, nah, nah. Um, yeah. they, they're the ones that decide where the line is. They had not, the cripple fight episode with Timmy versus Jimmy, and they almost move for move. Double chokehold. 
did that like fight scene with Roddy Piper. You know, they also did that on Family Guy with it when he's fighting the chicken. Yeah, that extended fight scene, but yeah. But that's a great movie. They live. It's a classic, and but but like I said, you know, he <laughs> looks that, like humongous in that. Like was that it's, the bubble it's gum? like a, a Mexican standoff, but it's chokeholds between uh, Piper and Flair and the Undertaker. It's kind of weird. Was was that Philip? Was that the movie with the uh, yeah the bubble I'm all gum? Out of I'm, bubble I'm, gum. I'm, I'm all out of bubble gum. I'm all out of bubble. Who? Oh, Vincent. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> the candy stripes. Hey, so this dude apparently Tights. is a real dick. And he, like, yeah. he'll go to Comic-Con type stuff yeah. and set yeah. up and charge something ridiculous for so, a picture or whatever. Oh, yeah. He's always asking for 10 bucks or some breadsticks or meat sauce from Olive Garden. He loves Olive Garden. <laughs> Not joking. You talk about, like, racial undertone, you know, because he was oh. the servant of, I mean, Million Dollar Man. Yes. That, that is that was, the thing. Uh, and it's also, like, how many times that um, that Vince McMahon made fun of uh, Dusty Rhodes? Virgil is one of them, because that's his actual name, Virgil Runnels. Because right. uh, Dusty Rhodes, yes, he did do, and that's another thing. We love Dusty Rhodes, but then he also had, like, this problematic black scent that he would do and that's why that's part of the thing that Virgil came out because you see it as the million dollar man is Vincent McMahon that's the version of himself and then he has Dusty Rhodes some Dusty Rhodes avatar serve him you know right yeah it's a little messed up remember Sapphire of course of course there's some really effed up stuff if you like, like yeah and when we were know, kids we're just like yeah i love it i love and, it so that's i'm really glad that like <laughs> it was this rumble that yeah. was you know this requested because yeah. like i i did not realize this would be so thought-provoking my mind is I like know. going yeah it, it is amazing because right yeah you're right when i'm thinking of it i'm like thinking of when i watched it in high school much less uh critical thinking skills at the time and i'm just like oh this one's awesome Rick Flair lasts the whole time, but there's so much more going on. It's it's pretty amazing. So thank you, Nick, once again. Oh, my, oh. and once again, we're talking about like the bullshit racist stuff. <laughs> we have the the uh, Iranian march into the ring like a bushwhacker as an Iraqi. Uh, oh my God, we got the Iron Sheik. Is wh- who is he right now? Adnan Mustafa, or Colonel Mustafa, or something like it was that. Colonel Mustafa and. Was it General Adnan? Yeah, something like that, but it's the Iron Sheik. Oh, my God. This is insane. Yeah, this is definitely end of an era. See, kind of after this, they they kind of go away from the, like, uh, ethno- ethnic, like, uh, xenophobic stereotypes. And instead, they go into, like, everybody's got a second job, like Duke the Dumpster Drosy, you know? <laughs> or, I mean, Repo Man is the start of that. He's kind of the, uh, and and IRS. They're kind of the, uh, the uh, you know, the midway point. We're, we're going from, like, the I'm a real American fighting the the uh, evil foreigner and into, like, people that have second jobs, like the Undertaker, IRS, and <laughs> the Repo Man. So we're in Albany, New York. Oh, they there just, we go. Uh, Thank you. It up, so we didn't have to look it up. Appreciate that. We just that. needed to be patient. I mean, but the people of Albany, they're, get, they're getting a great show. You know, the New York Rangers are doing uh, really well. They no, just retired no. Henrik Lundqvist uh, 
jersey and wow. numbered last night. Wait, a shout out to Nick Tulo. He will uh, not like that phrase because uh, <laughs> he's, a, he's a big Islanders fan and he's not enjoying CM Punk, you know, trashing his home of Long Island lately. He's been doing that a lot. And it's really fun to see Nick Tulo get mad about CM Punk <laughs> trashing Long Island, but I get it, man. If, if, if Stokes County was ever big enough for anybody to even mention it on TV and they're talking bad about it, I get fired up too. So, oh, yeah. Much love to friend of the show, Nick Tulo. Oh, Rick Martell. I love the model. Rick Martell. The model. He had that arrogance yes. spray that blinded, <laughs> it a, uh, blinded it old, like, the snake. Yeah, yeah. You know, people used to, I have heard people talk bad about that blindfold match, but that was a great match. It was, Philip, but the problem with that match is it should have been Jake and Hogan for the title. They re, like they yeah. relegated him to this. Right. And, and, and that wasn't even for the Intercontinental Belt. It was for nothing. I mean, like, Hogan's ego buried Jake the Snake Roberts. Yeah, because he's afraid people would like Jake more than him, and it's true. Well, they would they because did. Jake he, is better. He was better. Yeah, of course Ooh, he was. I had a friend when I was younger. I DDT'd him. <laughs> On the on a flashlight, <laughs> like there was a flashlight under oh the God. like sleeping bags, yeah, and and knocked him out for a few minutes. Oh my God! Um, but like, how great is the DDT? <laughs> Wait, that's like the best move. You knocked him out for a few minutes. It was just a few minutes. <laughs> it was fine. He was fine. Oh, poor kid. How old were well, you? Well, old enough to know better, but. That was a, that, old enough to know that if you want to knock somebody's ass out, you go straight to the DDT. That's a finisher. <laughs> that might be the funniest thing you've ever said. <laughs> it's like, I pulled both triggers and hit the X button and oh, his ass yeah. went down. Oh, <laughs> totally. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't know if you've told me that before. Yeah. There was a flashlight inside the sleeping bag where you guys just like messing around. And oh, then, we're just wrestling. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. You know, just and but but you know. And he just oh my god, Patrick, were you at his house or your house? No, it's mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, didn't know the flashlight was there. I mean, I didn't. Of course, it wasn't like. Oh, there's our there's our brother, brother. Oh, Hogan, Philip, like it's hard to watch Hulk Hogan now because I loved him so much as I a know. kid. Think, now, talk about like just, you, the the never like just I mean the, if if one thing Hulk Hogan taught me is to not like you know we talk about now it's called stan culture or whatever but to just like blindly just idolize somebody you know double noggin knocker there we go he just taught us to not do that you know and and you know I guess I guess you don't as much when you get older but. Yeesh, you're right. I mean, I loved Hulk Hogan. I mean, you talk about people, you know, you talk about like virtue signaling or whatever. I have to admit, who was my favorite wrestler as a kid? It was notorious, just rotten human being, Hulk Hogan. I loved him. Well, I mean, he's the reason I said my prayers and ate my vitamins. Yeah, yeah. The demandments. And look at him. He could knock out The Undertaker. The great thing about The Undertaker, he gets knocked out. He doesn't even... He doesn't act hurt. He just gets mad. Take out The Berserker. You you gotta love Hogan for at least taking out The Berserker, right? Now, he also has the Greg the Hammer Valentine just like 
really or, silky, floppy hair, blonde hair. You know hair. what? I want to throw this out there, too, about Hogan. Look, he's choking somebody with his shirt right now. He's choking – I think it's Rick Martel. It is? Um, He had a lot of heel moves. Oh, yeah, he did it all the face. time. Yeah, and that's yeah, why – He's choking Flair right now. Yep. But that's the great thing about, like, oh, Heenan snap. is Heenan or, or Ventura would point out when he would do stuff like that. But how did it work that he was just – so charismatic, you didn't care that he was bald and weird looking and then also cheated a lot. Yeah, the back rake, I mean, you know, for my <laughs> money, that's the worst thing you can do to another oh, man. Oh, that, I oh, mean, the, we, the Stokes County boys do have an, <laughs> Skinner, the Stokes County boys do have an affinity for the back rake move. I will say that. Philip, I'm going to throw this oh, out the there. Tobacco, the amount of tobacco juice, it's like dripping on his belly right now. I'll throw this out there. I, like something that, should not be lost in this match as Hogan's trying to eliminate Flair here. Oh. They, uh, Roddy Piper and our IRS, like took Hogan's shirt and were choking each other with it. <laughs> so like funny. it's it, I miss that. IRS actually you has that. Hogan's shirt wrapped around his neck. I right saw now. that. Yeah, I was wondering why. Like, I'm glad you funny. caught that. I missed it. <laughs> I did not catch that. Oh, that's so 20 funny. Twenty years ago, fifteen years. I mean, this is a great rumble. This is just like crazy. It is just like a a time capsule. And it's also like a, you know, you got Skinner in here. This is a, um, once again, the Gator, the Gator guy. This is the, the Lint, it's kind of the, the transition point between the Hogan era and the new generation, which is kind of one of the dark points in uh, WWF. But it's, it's, it's an interesting time. And even, you know, Rick, the model Martel, he doesn't have the, the atomizer that he once had, but he's still there. Roddy Piper, that early WrestleMania era, he's still there. <laughs> what was that? That was so funny. Oh, Rick Martel's the best. It's just so funny, too, when you, you watch wrestling enough and other people that watch wrestling, you have this, like, this. it's just, it, it's truly the only... Okay, everybody, so the batteries went out. Sorry about that. So we are at our two hours, 24 minutes, 24 seconds. Sorry, if you want to continue the watch along with us, we're going to continue in three, two, one, play. We're also at the seven seconds until the new entrance comes in. Sorry about that. Thought thought I had these, I have these rechargeable batteries and they, uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Philip, we met Sergeant Slaughter. We did. Can you talk about that? Uh, yeah. Uh, so our buddy Dane owns Dane's Place original. Yeah. Um, Durham, who, North Carolina. Uh, yesterday actually was their 15th anniversary. Really? Wow. The opening. Oh, my God. Um, Philip, our buddy AJ, uh, who has filled in for me on one show yeah. and was also with us for the Oasis King episode. Gizzard and King Gizzard, he's been on the show a few times. Um, AJ and I would go up to Dane's place a lot our first couple years teaching. And yeah, that you was, know, best that, best burgers in Durham. If you're in Durham, North Carolina, go to Dane's place. Yeah. It's eat, awesome. Eat at Dane's. Uh they've got really good food. I've never had a bad meal there. Um but we uh you know, he had an autographed picture of Sergeant Slaughter on like the bathroom door or something. And one day, um they just happened to be in town and uh Dane got a call and you know they 
Sergeant Slaughter was going to come <laughs> yeah. in, and he came in. I yeah, called we got, you. Yeah, we got a uh, we got a tip. Patrick calls me. I had just gone for like a run or something, so I was in like a sweaty old t-shirt and basketball shorts, and he's like, "Sergeant Slaughter is coming in. We have it on good authority." Come and I'm like, now. bring your camera. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is the day before camera phones. It was right, yeah, yeah, it was right I mean, before it was, we had smartphones, and I had to bring a digital camera. Yeah. And we got some really good pictures. I, I love that picture. Uh, speaking of sweaty shirts, um, that Hogan shirt is still... It's still in the ring. In the mix. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's still, still around it's still IRS's, around IRS's neck. neck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sergeant Slaughter, a nice guy, though. He was, he was really polite. He's the, the one, such a sport to, like take pictures and oh, talk to well, us yeah well, well that was one thing is we were too nervous to speak to him right and then of course my wife who had no idea who he was because we have like nightmares of this guy like throwing a fireball in our hero's face yeah she didn't and she was just like i don't know oh, sid psycho sid look at this guy awesome he great mullet too another great mullet <laughs> you don't have scissors <laughs> yeah but Sergeant Slaughter, we were too nervous to say anything to him. She's like, I don't know who he is. I don't care. At an ACDC shirt and a, a Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt, Dale Earnhardt hat. hat. Yeah, yep. that's right. Yep. And she went up to him and said, hey, my my boyfriend and his dumb friends want to, <laughs> or maybe my dumb boyfriend and his dumb friends want a, a picture with you. And he's like, yeah, sure. So we got a picture with him. It was great. Great night. <laughs> it was phenomenal. Yeah. Because we couldn't do it ourselves. <sighs> right. <laughs> I think now I just say, "Hey, man, can I, I get a picture?" Phil, you say that. I would say you yeah. say that, but I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe like a current wrestler that I watch now. Maybe not like one of these guys in the Rumble, because like you know, there's you're tied. Like as soon as you like see these guys, like if I saw, well, I don't know, if I saw Sid, Psycho Sid, I'm going back to my thinking of like him as a child, right? Not like nowadays. I'm just like he's just like an old guy who's like really tall. <laughs> well, you know, our buddy Zach again from yep. Oasis. Yeah, um, Zach and I in the Hamilton episode. Zach, yep. Um, we were at the Embassy Suites in San Antonio back several years ago right. at the Rumble, mm-hmm. and the day after, you know, we're having breakfast and Chris Jericho walks up. <laughs> right, and it's kind of a. a two-fold system here it's like you know you don't want to bother him because like there was a kid that was at the table next to was like jericho and then his dad was like can i get a picture and uh, you know yeah. chris jericho it was really nice Just, he was like you know as soon as i'm finished with my breakfast yeah and you know and yeah. he sat down he was eating his, his uh free continental breakfast <laughs> as you get at the embassy suites <laughs> and um you know he's on his phone and the next? dude that was the the uh that was the rumble where he was in the actual the rumble Warlord? match for like an hour, uh-huh. but he also had a, a match where he was suspended in a shark cage. Oh right, um, yeah, he did double duty. That like I, he and he looked worse for wear because you know these guys party hard after these big, especially events. Jericho. I mean, it's catching up to him now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But you know, like you don't want to bother these people. At the same time, it's like, y- yeah. I mean, especially when they're eating. Yeah, even though it's Jericho and he's kind of a well, weirdo. I mean, you know, we were alone. respectful enough to wait until yeah. Sergeant Slaughter. You just took a picture of him while he was eating. Oh well, he didn't see it, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, Sergeant Slaughter. We did wait till he was he got up. He was about to leave instead of leaving. I think my weirdest that was not. Oh man, damn! 
That was nice. Uh, Psycho Sid just just threw he threw Sergeant Slaughter into the turnbuckle and it knocked him out of the ring. So he's eliminated. That was actually not my worst. It was Sergeant Slaughter's not my worst uh, interaction with a celebrity. Would you like oh, yeah. to hear my most awkward interaction with a celebrity? Would you like to hear this, Patrick? Oh, of course. I don't know if I've told you this, but it was when I met. Um, uh, now I'm blinking on his name because I'm I've <laughs> watched too much celebrity. wrestling. <laughs> no, he was. He was the lead singer of the Talking Heads. Uh, oh. oh, what's his name? I'm oh. I'm blanking on it. Now I'm gonna kick myself, and people are gonna be mad. But I would typically know his name. But lead singer of Talking Heads. Uh, Burn, uh, David Burn, right? So, um, for some reason, he, he was doing some like art exposition in Winston Salem, North Carolina. And so, our friend Robbie gets the tip off that he's going to be at his the exposition of his art. And so, it's at one of the, the art museums in Winston Salem, North Carolina. And he's like, Hey, man. You know, lead singer of Talking Heads is gonna be at his art thing, and so I was like, okay. And uh, so we go there trying to find him, and and we're not even like paying attention to the art; we're just kind of looking at it, like, oh, okay, that's cool, whatever. <laughs> and we see him walk by, and we almost like corner him and ask him for a picture, and he is so uncomfortable. And I was like 19 years old, and so obviously did not want his picture taken. Uh, it's, it just dumped out. Two people. It's uh, Rick Martell and Roddy Piper. Yeah, that's right. Obviously did not want to be stopped. This is not the thing. It's not a rock show. I had like a just dumb looking like Led Zeppelin t-shirt on. <laughs> and we take this blurry picture. It's not even a good picture of a very uncomfortable. Uh, uh, is it David Byrne? Daniel? I'm blanking right now. It's, it's making me mad. But... Um, Took a picture of him, and then later on I realized, like, he did not want to have a picture taken of him in that moment. He's trying to, like, show off his art and do something cool. And these two dummies, rock and roll dudes, are trying to, like, get a picture with him. <laughs> and I just remember that. And, like, I kind of feel guilty about that to this day. And um, so, I, you know, celebrities, it's cool when you see them, but... I. I I'm not going to bother him anymore. <laughs> David Byrne. I don't know. I was calling him Daniel. It's David Byrne. Good um, Lord. And Oh, here we go. This Hulk, is Hulk this Hogan is the weirdest thing. Got yeah. Eliminated by Sid is and it vicious or justice it. at this point? He's justice. He was justice right now. Um Philip notice and then, notice yeah, Hulk's, this is uh, so weird. He pulls on him. He's like, "How dare you eliminate me?" And then, and then Flair Rick helps. Flair, yeah. And there it is. There, notice Rick the Flair shirt wins. though. Hogan's shirt is the real Still. winner of the Rumble. <laughs> Because it lasted as long as Hogan was there. It, it had a yeah, journey. It's still in there. I wonder if that's in the Hall of Fame or something, because that, that, that shirt yeah. went through a journey. Usually the, usually the refs will immediately sweep it out, but yeah. that thing Well, that they thing couldn't, because it was around IRS's uh, neck for a good oh, 30 minutes. Yeah. Ric Flair wins it. 1992. There you go, Nick. That's our uh, commentary. Sorry we had a little hiccup there with the, the battery outage, but, but you look can't at stop this, the look Soaps at this asshole, though. Yeah. Hogan, who's Hogan. in the ring right who's now? In the, it's yeah, Hogan. he's got it. He's got to be in there. It's at Hogan. The end. I watch him start posing. This little turd. Ric Flair's like, "Hey, man, I'm the man. You won't you know even... he's thinking that too. Like, this yeah. is Flair's moment." And see, look now, now they got to do this thing with 
once again, we get the big monster versus Hogan. It's like, come on, come on. But like at, at the end of a big event and everybody's going to come separate them now. Okay. So, so this is the big build up to mania. Right. Meanwhile, what just, we don't even see flair with the title right now. Like we've got a new champion and we're, we're dealing with this right now. Come on now. We are not watching the winner of the rumble. Yeah, we are not be, looking at. He, he should there, be hoisting. There's no credits rolling at the bottom as you yeah. see. You know, he should be hoisting that wing dingle above his hand. Look, he got Sid pushing Pat Patterson. And they're around. probably actually scared. Was this this was before or after the uh, Arn Anderson stabbing? <laughs> I don't actually know. So. You think they ever made up? Yeah. Can I, you can you forgive that? Like, no, you can't. You ever been stabbed? No, not with a I haven't either, pair of scissors. So I, I can't say, yeah. Ugh. Sat on his pencil once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that I don't think it's rough. the same. Yeah, it's not. But I mean, it hurt, but I'm sure it was it mechanical. Remember them uh, 0.05? I, really say, I will say, in second grade, I remember I was putting a pencil away in a cubby. You know, you had those little pull-out, like, little drawer-type cubbies. Yeah, and I was putting colors. one away, and I was shoving it in, but I had the, 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 the lead pointed towards me. And it got caught on something in the cubby and just stabbed me right in the palm. Huh. I remember that hurting so bad. No second grade. I still remember. Look at Hogan. See, we don't even have. This is why they have to go do that that promo at the end with um with Flair because they didn't even have him celebrating in the ring. It's Sid and Hogan. Who cares? Come on. We should have got Hogan, Flair, and uh in WWF. We never got oh, it. We should have. We really should have. But, like, even even more, though, like, the last thing we're going to see at everything for, like, 10, 15 years is Hogan. Hogan, 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 Hogan. Right. Like, oh, here we go. Now, we usually end it at the match, but I love this promo. This is, like, the tear in my eye, as I referenced earlier in our first segment. I mean, Tunny. We got Tunny with a nice tie on. Oh, tear in my eye. There it is. Look at Heenan. He's so happy. I love Bobby Heenan. We're like engulfed in this. I know. We're just dropping out, being quiet. Ran our mouth the whole time talking about uh, Transphobia of uh, Ace Ventura <laughs> during a, during a Royal Rumble match, but no, we're gonna be quiet. Listen I have a Ray Finkel, uh, Ray Finkel Dolphins jersey upstairs. <laughs> Laces are out, buddy. Yep. Woo. Heenan's so good. I know. God, it's such a such a shame. Like, like. It's this like tragic irony of him like getting throat cancer and losing his voice. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's it sucks. Same thing happened to the, the Val Kilmer. Have you seen that Val Kilmer documentary? No, but you've you've you got to it. see. It's really good and it's it's also sad and tragic. But yeah. Well, Nick, I just gonna say as we watch the end of this 
promo. Thanks for thanks for suggesting this. This was fun to do a watch along again. It's even more fun, I think, Philip, because like you know, we did this for Nick. Yeah, we yeah. we did this because somebody requested it. it. Was really like that's really cool. And so like, thank you for listening, but thank you for actually like interacting. I mean, like yeah. we're in a world right now that there's not enough interaction. Right. The the pandemic. The just. This was fun. Yeah. Yeah. And and positive interaction too. Yeah. You know, he was like he was like, hey, you could you do this for us? I was like, you know. Just like when we ask for a guest and it might be somebody we don't know, just be nice and ask nicely and it goes a long way. And so we did that. So Nick, I was happy to do this for you. It was a great suggestion. Um, really interesting Royal Rumble. Um, aside from the wrestling and just all the, the stuff on the outside. I mean, I think that's what I like about wrestling anyways. But if you want to get in touch with us, let us know anything you got on your mind, anything, reactions from the show, whatever it might be, stokescountyboys at gmail.com. You can contact us on Twitter at scboyspod. <laughs> I think Patrick's My phone is vibrating. Is, is that what that was? Oh, my God. We're going to go with it. We're doing it live. <laughs> um, at stokescountyboys on Instagram. Like I said before, we uh, if you want to check us out on TikTok, I'm trying that out, doing some 15-second uh, movie reviews. You know I don't what, know though? if you've seen anything that I've been doing on there lately. No, but I will tell you, I think orange Tic Tacs are the best flavor. All right. I, I might agree with you there. Um, so you can check us out on there, at Stokes County Boys. Um, yeah, just whatever. His stuff's in the show notes. Uh, always artwork is by the gorgeous George. Check out his stuff. He's got a new t-shirt coming out. It's really cool. Um, NWO inspired, so check that out. Buy it. Um, it's cool stuff. He's always doing awesome art. So, Patrick, enjoyed it. Thank you, Nick. Yes, thank you, Nick. This was fun. Yeah, take care. Shout out to the Stokes County Boy Podcast and the Patron St. Andrew.